Tip-off to the NBA season is right around the corner for both the Chicago Bulls and the entire NBA. And we are here to predict and preview everything that will happen on the hardware, both in the west side of Chicago and the entire association. I'm your host, Mike Mercado. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, Paul Shabari throughout the entire show. I'm Mike Mercado, and boy, oh boy, has it been an offseason. Wasn't it a crazy season to get get us to this point we are going to be talking about NBA futures who's going to win the NBA finals who's going to win the MVP and how the Chicago Bulls are going to work all this out how they're going to play into this entire season and I think it's it's fascinating for Bulls fans going into this 2022-2023 season a lot of different storylines, a lot of different ways that we can take a look at what is happening with this new regime of Mark Eversley and Arturis Karnaschovas, how they built this team, and how Billy Donovan has made this new lineup with injuries and some of the play that we saw last season and the development of guys that they have brought in and what it will mean for the Chicago Bulls team. Before we get that, we want to make sure to follow us on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV. Make sure you're finding us on SoundCloud at WCPT 820 AM. We're uploaded every single Monday morning. If you missed the episode, Sunday right here on WCPT 820 AM. And of course, you can check out the podcast video version of the show over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mercado Airwaves Network, and wherever else you get your favorite podcast over at Mercado airwaves so i think for the beginning of this i really want to talk about what we're looking at when it comes to this bulls team the storylines what it means for them how they're going to play into this entire process and i think the first thing we have to talk about is the elephant in the room and that is the lonzo ball injury so we got to go way back. We talked about this with uh, uh, Josh Ballcoulter, who's a great insider in the NBA, covering the entire association, including the NFL. But we were talking to him about this Bulls team and Lonzo Ball having to get this procedure done on the same knee that he had a procedure done all the way back in January. And we hadn't heard anything, and we were t- they were talking about discomfort. We heard him talk about it on media day, how he just wasn't able to feel right. It just wasn't feeling good. And that was a red flag for everybody. So you know you're not going to have Lonzo Ball, at least for the first few months of the season. I believe, this is just me, just conjecture, this is just reading between the lines and how the NBA works. I don't know if a LaMelo Ball, if a Lonzo Ball, excuse me, is going to play. And just like LaMelo, he is such an, an important part to his team, what he does offensively, what he does defensively more specifically for Lonzo. This is a big miss for the Chicago Bulls. But now we've heard through Billy Donovan that Ayo Dosumu will be taking control of the starting point guard position for your Chicago Bulls. And this is a team that is going to have to win games in a gritty way. They're going to have to beat you defensively. They're going to have to beat you with fundamentals. You're bringing back DeMar DeRozan, right? After what was a MVP type season last year, kind of dropped off as the season went on the second half and of course into playoffs. But that's going to happen with the 32, 33, 34 year old in that position who takes a lot of mid-range shots. But DeMar coming back, if he's to that level, that's a huge plus. Zach Levine coming back. Zach Levine after making an all-star break. Zach Levine after taking that next step, getting the respect from 
the NBA from his peers, hitting that next level that we all were expecting from him. But the, the truth of the matter is when it comes to Zach Levine specifically, he's going to need to take another step. He is going to have to hit that top 10 range of the NBA if this Bulls team wants to do anything. And then you bring in a Andre Drummond. You bring in a, a Dragic. You obviously have a Vucevic coming back. And Vuce, we talk about so much on one person's shoulders. This is a guy who they expect to do a lot, whether it's setting up the offense, whether it is pick and roll, whether it is stepping back and hitting a three after the pick and roll. It's, it's going to be something we're going to have to see with this team, a new rookie in Dalian Terry. What's going to happen with Kobe White? You know, you, you have these guys in, in Alex Caruso, in Javante Green, in Derrick Jones Jr. that are going to be integral on the bench. So this team, this Bulls team, has a lot of pieces, has a lot of veterans, has a lot of guys that have played in the NBA, will play hard, are professionals. You know, we talk about it here on the Sports Cubicle all the time about the team on the lakefront, the Chicago Bears, about finally it looks, whether they have the talent or not, they have professional athletes out there doing the thing they're supposed to. Whether they execute, whether they win, is a different conversation. This Bulls team, we know, can be the number one team in the Eastern Conference. They did it. Then they got hurt. What's very important for Bulls fans to understand as we preview, as we predict, as we look into what's going to be this new campaign for this Bulls team, an unknown as whether or not this works out, they might blow this whole thing up next year, is they can't maintain what they did if it's to the same extent. You can't have Alex Caruso playing the amount of minutes he does. The guy lives on the floor. Because he's always diving for balls. He's always playing hard defense. He's always playing hard. That's great. You wish you could have a full team of guys like that. But these kind of guys don't last an entire season. They're a big part of it. You got to have guys who are able to pick him up. You got to carry your slack. And that's what's very frustrating about this Bulls team. And why I, we bring up this entire roster. We, we kind of review and bring up to speed everything that happened. Because the Eastern Conference got better. And that's the scary thing. I could talk about this roster all day. They didn't bring in Giannis. They didn't bring in Devin Booker. They didn't bring in Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell did end up in your division. Detroit did draft really well. Milwaukee isn't going anywhere. Like, this is a tough, tough division, a tough central in the Eastern Conference. But that's not just in the, the division. The conference got better. The conference is a better place. It's just as good as the Western Conference. And we're going to go into it. I actually went to the Action Network to just pick up a couple of things to look at some numbers, how the entire NBA is going to play out. But if you're looking at this Bulls team compared to the Eastern Conference, it's going to be a drag-out dogfight. It's not going to be as easy as a one seed, have a bad second half, and still end up as a five, six seed. That's not going to happen this time around. You're going to have to fight, scratch and claw to get to the, the top six, to get away from that play-in to get away from 7, 8, 9, 10. That's how deep the Eastern Conference has got it. You know, you look around and the Knicks made some moves. The Nets made moves by just staying put. Philly is still good. Boston is still good, despite what happened with their head coach. Miami, Cleveland, Detroit, Charlotte, Atlanta. Atlanta with DeAndre Murray got legitimately good. It would be interesting to see how he plays with, with, with Trey. But these are moves that the Bulls couldn't make. They were they are, are hand struck. They are handcuffed 
to their roster, to their money. That all may change next year when Vooch is on his last year and somebody wants an expiring contract and depending on what you want to do, right? Like there's a lot of factors for next season, but you could only play the season that you're in right now. And this is where I, as a Bulls fan, as somebody who watches it, just like you guys here on the Sports Cubicle with Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, Paul Shivari, myself, Mike Mercado, thank you so much as we preview and predict the Chicago Bulls and this entire NBA season that's getting ready to tip off in just a few days that this regime is going to have to be aggressive but smart. They're going to have to evaluate and be honest about the talent on their team. And if you've noticed this entire time, what is the one person we have not talked about? It's Patrick Williams. This is a guy from this regime that they're trying to develop and trying to make into a star. This is somebody that they call the paw. This is somebody they compare to Kawhi Leonard. But this was a kid that did not play at Florida State, was a sixth man. This is a kid who isn't aggressive offensively when he's going against ones and twos that are trying to defend him and play. This is a guy who's been hurt. I believe in Patrick Williams, the intangibles, the the stuff that you can't teach, right? Just he's been, he is born and brought into this planet to be an NBA specimen. Can he put it together? Because as we've spoken throughout this entire preview of the Chicago Bulls specifically compared to the entire Eastern Conference, You need an X factor. DeMar DeRozan is what DeMar is. Zach can only hit so many levels before he reaches his ceiling. That's just a fact. We know he's not going to be Giannis. We know that he's not going to be Luka. He's going to be Booker. He could be a top-tier guy, but you know there's a limit there. You don't know the limit yet of Patrick Williams, or at least you hope you don't. But we know that he's going to be coming off the bench. We know that they need him to be more aggressive. They've talked about it. Billy Donovan, listen to Billy Donovan. Coaches don't give you all this stuff. Coaches don't spew out just stuff and and verbal garbage just for the sake of us in the media or fan bases. They're doing it to get a message to their players or to their front office. And what have we heard from Billy Donovan? We need you to be more aggressive. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to play more aggressively. Like, it doesn't matter how you say it. That is what this Bulls team needs from Patrick Williams specifically. And if he does not develop, this Bulls team will have a limit, will have a cap, will be in a certain position. If Patrick Williams develops into something special, I don't even know if he needs to be top 15, top 20, but if he's a respectable 12-year NBA veteran player because he figured out what his niche was in the NBA, that will be huge for this Chicago Bulls team. Think about how big it would be for this Bulls team if they find themselves a, a Draymond Green type player. Somebody like that in a Patrick Williams. Someone who is able to do special things, able to do the X-Factor things that other guys can't on this team, right? Because you know, defensively, there are certain guys on this team that aren't going to be able to hold up their end of the bargain. Sometimes Zach, sometimes DeMar, more specifically. Williams is going to need to be there to help be that helping hand. Williams is going to need to be there to hit open jump shots, to get to the rim, to knock down a three every once in a while. He's got to be aggressive. He's got to get his. There's only X amount of times he's going to get the ball. There are some hungry dogs on this team. There are guys that are going to get theirs. But Williams needs to be efficient. That's the key word. You don't need to be a 25 and 15 guy. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic, right? Give me 12 points. Give me eight rebounds. Block the ball, play defense, stay healthy, contribute, 
Keep the defense honest. That's what Patrick Williams needs to do. That's what this Bulls team needs from Patrick Williams because everybody else is going to hold up their end of the bargain. You know Caruso is going to go out there and ball out. He's going to give it his all. Andre Drummond is going to give size. He's going to be a, a menace down in the paint. Going to be huge for this Bulls team. Vucevic, if healthy, is going to be a matchup nightmare. DeMar, one of the most respected veterans in the NBA. One of the prettiest games in the NBA. Since Kobe, we haven't seen a mid-range game like that. Zach is a superstar. Can he become one of the elite superstars? I don't know. But we know that the talent is there for him to hit the superstar, the all-star level, the tier of that. What's going to happen with LaMelo? It's a big, I believe as a Bulls fan, as, as, a, as somebody who's critiquing this team, who's just watching this team, who loves this team, whether it's me, whether it's you listening to us, I don't think LaMelo's playing this season. But if you're able to get him, a defensive-minded, three-pointing, a point guard who could run the offense, whose basketball IQ is off the chart, that would be a huge come up for the Chicago Bulls. But at the end of it, you're still going against a monster's role, a, a, a murderous role of teams in the Eastern Conference. And I actually wanted to get into that. Before we get to the entire NBA, we look at the NBA MVP favorites. We look at the NBA Finals favorites. I wanted to take a look at the Eastern Conference playoff race. And I got this from the Action Network. So, of course, this is just one perspective. But whether you're on Bet Rivers, whether you're MGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, Points Bet, Bet Rivers, whatever, the numbers may change. But this is kind of the consensus. And I wanted to get this. This is just an excerpt of the Central Division in the Eastern Conference. The Central Division is a surprisingly competitive race in the Eastern Conference. The defending NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks, shockingly, find themselves a few games adrift of the top spot in the division. Despite dealing with a recent rash of injuries, the Chicago Bulls find themselves leading the way. Most shockingly, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who were expected to finish near the bottom of the league in 2012, are right in the thick of things early on. While the Bucks are still the odds-on favorite to take the central division, they are currently getting everything they can to handle more on how long they take the reins in the division, or will the Bulls and Cavs keep them at bay? So this was a thing from last season. How much has changed other than Cleveland got better? Detroit got better. All these teams can make it to the NBA playoffs. That is what you're dealing with in the Central Division for the Chicago Bulls. That is what you're dealing with when it comes to the Eastern Conference in general. On who's going to be the favorites. I mean, if we take a look at this, right? Let's just, let's just take a little bit of, of some of these teams. I mean, you have the... the Chicago Bulls, right now at DraftKings, they have them at over under 41 and a half wins. You could get plus 105 for under 41 and a half. You could get minus 125 for over 41 and a half. So that's where DraftKings kind of has the Chicago Bulls on the wins and uh, uh, the over unders. So I'm going to go to the, the conference seedings in the DraftKings pool. And I'm just kind of going to go down and look for the Chicago Bulls to see where they have them. And they have them right now at over eight and a half at minus 115 or under eight and a half at minus 115. So essentially, the Sharks believe that the Bulls betting line on whether they will be over or under and the seating in the Eastern Conference is at eight. Think about the eight and a half. That means that they're not even considering this Bulls team a playoff team 
to avoid the play on. They believe this Bulls team, no matter what, if they're a playoff team, has to play in the play-in. That is a little scary for Bulls fans. That is a little scary for Bulls fans. And I'm I'm just fascinated to see how this all plays out for Chicago and what it means for the Chicago Bulls moving forward. Because let's say you don't do what you're supposed to. You miss the playoffs. You, you're not healthy enough. What do you do then next season? Are you trading Zach Levine? Are you trading DeMar? Are you trading Vooch? Are you moving on from Kobe? What are you doing with Io? Like, this is a team right now that all kind of falls into win now. And unfortunately, it's going to be really hard for this team to win now. But that is where it sits for the Chicago Bulls. A season that is going to be completely on the hands of Io DeSumo and his second year running the point guard, leading this team in that position. Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan not only maintaining and equaling what they did last season, but hitting new levels, which is going to be super hard. Vucevic staying healthy and doing what he did pre-Bulls trade in Orlando. How Drakic and Drummond intertwine with this team as new veterans. What do you do with the rookie, Dalen Terry? This team and this bench with Kobe White, Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr. And then what happens with LaMelo? A lot of questions, but a lot of excitement. I believe this Bulls team ends up as a six seed. I believe this Bulls team wins over 42 games. I believe LaMelo doesn't play. I believe Zach and DeMar are all-stars again. And I do believe that next summer, when we get to the NBA Finals, and then when we get to the winter season, the fall season, the Bulls will be in the market to make a big trade, trying to get themselves into that next echelon of teams. But this season, I think, will be, still be a very fun season. The Madhouse on Madison will still be a rocking. I still think this Bulls team will be entertaining. But more importantly, there's going to be questions, and it's going to be intriguing. And for Bulls fans, for the longest time, we were begging for that. But now we're in the points where we want to see some growth some expansion, and I think they have the right head coach for that. I think they, they have the right front office for that, and I think they have a rejuvenation in the, in the ownership to do that. And I think the, the fan base is ready for that. So I would just say enjoy every game. Enjoy every tip-off because it's not going to always be big wins like they had against Indy. But there's going to be close games. There's going to be fun matchups. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be overjoyed. But that is all we can ask for in an NBA season where it really feels like anybody can win the finals. Will you be surprised if Brooklyn wins it? Would you be surprised if Boston, if Philly, if the Warriors repeat it, if Phoenix finds a way to get to it, if Luka makes a jump, if Ja takes his Grizzlies to the next level? The NBA is stacked right now. I mean, if we just look at some of the MVP favorites, look at Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, Steph, Ja. I mean, for all you Bulls fans, you could put some money down on a, a Vucevic at plus 13,000 to win the MVP, or you could go to Zach Levine and get it at plus 8,000. Of course, DeMar, even getting lo- less at plus 50,000. But there is plenty of excitement, plenty of great stars in the NBA. But I have to make a prediction. I think that in the Eastern Conference, it will be Brooklyn taking on Philly in the Western Conference. It will be Golden State taking on Memphis in the East in the Western Conference Finals in 
your NBA Finals. It will be the Golden State Warriors taking on the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets win the NBA Finals. I mean, this could blow up in my face, but if Ben Simmons doesn't have to be (laughs) shooting the ball 15 times, scoring 30 points, he could just like Kyrie and KD do that. They're going to be a tough team. Philly all depends on the, the health of Joel Embiid. James Harden, we everybody likes to make fun of him. The guy can still ball. The guy can still destroy a team from three-point range. If he's lean and mean, he's going to get to the rim. He's going to get foul calls. He's going to be there. I think for Golden State, even with all this Draymond and Jordan Poole thing, they still have the most talent. They've been there. They've done it. So they're they're right there with me. Phoenix, you know, with, with the resigning of Aiden and just kind of seeing all the turmoil with their coach and that staff, it's going to be – Devin Booker is going to have to do some work. Chris Paul is going to have to do some work. I don't know if the Lakers make the playoffs. I don't know if AD stays healthy. You know, just kind of looking around the NBA, there's so many fascinating stories. And the fact that the Chicago Bulls are one of those fascinating stories should be really exciting. But we'll be breaking all of this down as we continue to get ready for the NBA tip-off coming up this coming up week. And I think it's fun. I think it's fun because you can't just strictly say who you think is going to win the NBA Finals. I mean, again, I'm looking at this. Would it surprise you if Miami made a run at it? Would it surprise you if Minnesota made the playoffs? If New Orleans made the playoffs again? Where are the Knicks going to fall on all this? Bring in Brunson, and, and you have an interesting team, but can they mix it all together? And I'm fascinated by Atlanta. I think Chicago and Atlanta are going to have themselves a very fun, a very interesting back and forth fighting of a season to see who avoids the play on and, and who gets into the to the postseason in a nice seat to get themselves some time off. But my MVP of this season will be Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant's going to win another MVP. I think he's going to go eighth. I think Kevin Durant's going to have an, a crazy season. I think Brooklyn ends up as a one or two seed in the Eastern Conference. So that is who I have in that. But I want to know your thoughts. I have the Chicago Bulls getting into the NBA playoffs as a six seed. I have them winning over 42 games. And I have the Brooklyn Nets beating the Golden State Warriors and the NBA Finals. Kevin Durant, your regular season and finals MVP. Let us know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV. The NBA is back. Basketball is life. And we are here to cover it all here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado.